Blink-182 back together. Tom DeLong back with the band, and they're doing a world tour. People are freaking out trying to get tickets for the Toronto shows. Notice very quickly that dynamic pricing had taken effect mm-hmm. at Ticketmaster. This is something we heard about uh, a couple months back. I think Bruce Springsteen, it was the first real... Uh, dynamic pricing story that hit the news because tickets were going for over a thousand dollars what is happening here well some blink 182 tickets i saw screen captures were going for like eighteen hundred two thousand dollars plus and people are like what is going on this is this is a ripoff we're fans of the band we want to support them and they're gouging us mark hoppus from blink issued a statement trying to mitigate the damage, he said, quote, yes, I understand that the ticketing can be frustrating. I bought tickets for two of our shows myself just to see what the experience was like. I had tickets yoinked from my cart and the whole thing crashed out. Dynamic pricing. I'm not in charge of it. It's meant to discourage scalpers. We're trying to bring you the best possible show for the best price. This is a tour celebrating new music and the band getting back together. Thank you for your enthusiasm, and we hope to see you at the shows. That solved nothing. You said it's a terrible system, but you're like, what are you going to do? I checked it out myself, and you guys are 100% correct. Oh, well, it's not my fault. Notice how they're like, oh, we're doing it to, you know, fight the scalpers. Well... Uh, the sca- what, maybe Scalpers that, maybe, are cheaper. Maybe that's true, but yeah, you know who's winning? Still not the fans. It's the, the the band and the venues and Ticketmaster slash Live Nation. The fans are still getting screwed. It's still as unaffordable as ever, as if the bots were still active in there. I would rather pay eight hundred dollars to a scalper for a, a ticket than two thousand dollars to Ticketmaster yes. for a ticket. But the bands, again, the bands need to take responsibility because I understand your fresh. That's like when you when you phone up your cell phone company and you want to complain. You know he's not going to give you a satisfying answer when he says that. Oh you, no, I understand you're frustrated. Yeah, but this is the way it is, and if you don't like it, you can suck it. <laughs> I did it myself. I also got screwed over, but I will make no moves to change anything in the future. Thank you for your enthusiasm, (laughs) and I hope to see you at all of the shows. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Terrifier 2. You going to watch it, Jim? (laughs) Thinking about it. Maybe it's... I don't know. I haven't... uh, I haven't seen a movie that really scared me in a long, long time. You know what I mean? Did you go see, I heard Barbarian's pretty good. Oh, uh, my fiance's seen it. I haven't, but that's on the list. I think it's now online, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was a quick transition, and you can now watch it online. And the other one that came out was the smiley face one? Smile. Smile. That one looks good, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I plan to see both those this Halloween season. The smile thing, that that is some of the most brilliant marketing. If you've never heard of it, maybe the marketing didn't work that well, but if you never heard of the movie, it's like, a, I don't know, people are forced to smile. I don't really know the plot, but they put these giant crazy I smiles on. I saw the on. trailer. I was in the theater, and you know I hate watching horror movies, um, but when you're in a trailer, you're watching a trailer because you went to see a different movie, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You're captive, right? So I saw the smile trailer. 
And yeah, it's creepy. I don't know if it's a spirit or something takes you over yeah. and you smile and then kill people or I don't know. But they were they were hiring jump scares yeah. all over the place. And it's, it's weird that you'd be scared of a smile, but they were like hiring people and sitting them either behind uh, home plate at uh, you know a Dodgers game, right? Or outside the window at like a CNN news thing where like people <laughs> can see them, and they'd just be putting on that creepy smile for an hour, and people would take pictures of the screen, and go, "Who is this creep?" It yeah. was all a viral marketing plan, which is brilliant. To yeah, me. I have. I don't know. I probably won't watch any of them. No, no. You don't like getting spooked. Yeah, I, I can handle it, but, you know, I just, uh, it gets dark too early, and there's no way I'm wa- watching any of those movies when the sun goes down. <laughs> there's a bunch of movies, like, I made a list to watch this year. One of them was, it's on Netflix now, it's uh, Johnny Depp, The Ninth Gate is what it's called. Yeah. And it was, like, about Satan books and stuff like I've that. Seen conspiracy. It. It's an older one. So, yeah, it's in 1999, I think, so I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is a great movie. I really enjoyed it. And then at the end, directed by Roman Polanski. Damn it! <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be him. You didn't want to give him any... Uh, well, yeah. it's one of those things and you're like, oh, this Sometimes is so good. Sometimes real life is scarier than the movie <laughs> you're watching. <laughs> I, uh, I've heard from a few people the Dahmer thing on yes. Netflix is... Have you watched the Dahmer no, series? I've heard, though. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my buddy Dave Strano, who's been watching Dahmer after his kids go to bed. He says before he goes to bed, he needs to watch about an hour's worth of sports highlights <laughs> to get it out of his head because it's so graphic and twisted. Mm-hmm. So if you're w- planning on watching Dahmer, <laughs> make sure you factor in, you're probably going to need to watch a little, like a half hour of buffer comedy sure, or, yeah. or sports highlights <laughs> to get it out of your brain. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm a little uh, nervous this morning, Jim. Why is that? On the weekend, I went, did some grocery shopping and had an impulse buy. In the snack aisle, I saw a uh, limited time only flavor of Pringles. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, they they do like the one-off flavors sometimes. Yeah, random. It's around for a while and then it disappears. This one is inspired by the um, uh, YouTube channel, the show, whatever you want to call it, Hot Ones, you know, the Mm -hmm. the Hot Ones program where they have celebrities eating super hot wings doing interviews? Sure, yeah. So these were Hot Ones Pringles. Yeah. Yesterday, while watching football through the afternoon, I ate about uh, two-thirds of a can Hmm. of these Hot Ones Pringles. And I will say, like, I, I like a hot chip. I, I do the sweet chili heat Doritos. Mm-hmm. I don't even find those that hot anymore. These y- first bite, wow, a zinging. They, they pack a punch. Yeah, okay. Living up to the hype. Okay, in, okay. in terms oh, of no. how hot it is. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> you mentioned two thirds of a can. Now <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about my can. Yeah. <laughs> later on this morning, possibly. Yeah. When I complete the transaction with the Pringles. Yeah. You just shook hands with the devil yesterday, <laughs> and now it's time to pay the piper, Taz. Yeah. Oh, those weren't that bad. I mean, they were spicy when I ate them, but they weren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I want to say I feel bad for you, but I mean, if they're hot wings, just chicken hot wings, you probably would have known what path you were heading down, right? I think, I don't know why I do it to myself, because I, even while I was eating them, I kind of was thinking, this is probably not the best idea. Mm-hmm. 
is going to come back and bite me in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And you know what they say about the Pringles? Once you pop, you just can't stop. <laughs> so we, we may be putting on a long song at some point <laughs> during the show. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. One week out from municipal elections across the Taz and Jim listening area. Advanced polling underway. Uh, so if you've already got out there, you casted your vote, kudos to you for doing that. Make sure your voice is heard. Uh, we have been keeping an eye on the races in Hamilton, London, and Kitchener-Waterloo. And there is one candidate that has stuck out to us. This is in the mayoral race in Kitchener-Waterloo, Jim. Mm-hmm. What is the candidate's name? I believe I'm pronouncing this semi-correctly. Milos Sokola Pasolovac. Um, he, I, I, I don't know that many details about him. Apparently he used to work now. I, I'm scraping it together here. He used to work in the city doing it for the city, doing infrastructure stuff. Now I believe he may be a teacher at the university of Waterloo. I'm just piecing this together through comment sections and, and articles and stuff like that. But the reason why he's sticking out amongst the other mayoral candidates in Kitchener is because anytime a photo of him is shown, he's wearing a bizarre mask. And I'm not talking about like a COVID mask that we're all used to now. It is a full-faced, bedazzled, gold, almost like a wrestler mask. He looks like gold dust, kind of. Yeah. And it's like cane mi- mixed with gold dust. Big time. It's got two slots for his eyes, so you can kind of see his eyes. It's got a kind of a slot for his nose and mouth. And I've seen another picture of him, and he was wearing not this mask, but a different crazy mask that had a total different vibe to it. The mask that I've seen? Reminds me of Doctor Doom from the Fantastic Four comics. <laughs> Big time. You know, it's a metallic-looking yes mask that he is wearing over his face. Now, the the thing that we don't understand here is why is no one addressing the mask in the articles that we found about this guy? Three articles, three different news organizations. I go through each of them saying, when are they going to ask this guy about the mask? No mask talk. It's almost like they don't even want to give him attention knowing that he's just stirring the pot, perhaps. I don't know. But even in, in the comment section uh, on Reddit and Facebook, I'm trying to figure out if people are can give me some hints of what's going on here. And they're saying, why yeah. the mask? What's up? Why the mask? If I was a reporter, my first question to this guy <laughs> would be, so what's going on with the mask? Yeah, yeah before we uh, go down this path, uh, what's up with the mask? And if I was that candidate and I was doing an interview and the person conducting the interview didn't ask me about the mask, I would bring the mask up. I would say, hey, before we go any further, can I tell you about the mask? You probably <laughs> noticed I'm wearing a shiny golden mask. You may not have noticed. Over but. my entire face. Uh, I just want to let you know it's because, and who knows, like maybe it's a serious thing. Maybe he was disfigured in an accident at some point. I think that's why Dr. Doom wears his mask. Maybe, but yeah, but it, when so it draws it, more attention... <laughs> Yeah, but... You want it to blend in. There there could be, is it a religious thing? I don't know. Is it, like, I... It's not... We we just want to better understand why you're wearing yes. the mask. And if we're asking that, and everybody in the comment section is asking that, somebody's not doing their job. What's up with the mask? So please, if you are a reporter in Kitchener-Waterloo, and you're going to interview the guy who's running for mayor that wears the shiny, bedazzled golden mask can you just first question 
get it over and done with. Yes. What's going on with the mask? Because when you ask him any other question, you're getting ridiculous answers anyway. Like this is one from uh, Global News said, uh, looking down the road, they asked each mayoral candidate, what are your long term goals for the city? His answer, Z- zero vehicular accidents, Okay. zero tax increases, and zero stress. Now, I don't know how you... Sounds, sounds great. It would be nice. The tax increases, maybe you have control over right. that. Zero vehicle accidents, was not he deaths, injured? accidents. Was he injured in a vehicular accident at some point, and that's why he wears the mask? Oh, or does he have a stress-related injury to his face? Again, follow-up question. That's great. Happy to know about your platform. Follow-up question. Why are you wearing the mask? What do you do in your spare time, they asked him, just to get to know the candidates, you know? He says, sort through Microsoft Excel sheets, then hit the bar. With the mask on? (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Did you hear about the 53-year-old guy who's running for Congress in New York? He's running as an independent. Doesn't have a a real chance of winning, so he uh, had a great plan to raise his profile a little bit. He has released his own sex tape... (laughs) And he's definitely getting some attention down there in the States now. Yeah, I mean, it kind of worked. I never would have heard about this guy until he did this. His name is Mike Itkiss. And he's kissing something, all right. (laughs) He filmed himself having intercourse with a a real X-rated actress. You may know her from... Such films as Bucket List Bonanza, <laughs> Nicole Sage. You familiar with Nicole Sage? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not. Double Booked, Honeymoon Zoe, Share My BF. I gotta be honest, I don't think I've watched a porno with an actual title, like a working title, a script title, in 20 years. You haven't seen Nicole Sage's classic film, Blue Moon Rising Barmaid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think I saw it at the drive-in, now that I think about it. Net Skirts 24.0, TS Cheaters 3. She's been in a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, stuff, but she, her profile's been raised as well sure. because she is now uh, featured in this video with a congressional candidate. <laughs> so it's to show that he's like pro legalizing sex work, which, if that's your stance, that's fine. One of his platforms is sex positivity. He says, well, "I think it's I. I think he's like talking about he thinks prostitution should be should be legal, is one of his moves. But if you do think there should be like safe needle injection sites and methadone clinics, that doesn't mean you have to do heroin on camera. <laughs> yeah, you can say you're for it, and we'll take your word <laughs> yeah. for it. We don't need to see your ding dong there, like, buddy. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's aggressive. <laughs> the." The hopeful, congressional hopeful, Mike Itkiss says, quote, I'm very much an introvert. I'm kind of a nerd who doesn't like to be the center of attention sure. if I can avoid it. But these issues I'm trying to address are so important. <laughs> I wanted to have my issues talked about in some way. Okay. His campaign, uh, campaign page says that he's not married. He has no kids. He's not celibate. And he's an atheist. Hmm. He wants to end adultery laws and decriminalize and legalize sex work. 
You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> it's a bold strategy. I mean, you know. That's an actual quote from his opponent. What? Bold strategy? No. You gotta do what you gotta do. Because <laughs> he's like, thank God, this yeah. is one less guy I have when to worry he, when about. When he was asked about what he thinks of his opponent <laughs> releasing a sex tape, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think we'd see. Uh, Candidate release a sex tape until a Kardashian ran for president. Yeah. You know, it worked for them. <laughs> it did. And, you know, it could it could backfire on everybody else and work for this guy. It it again, it has raised his profile among other things. And <laughs> he hopes that you'll run to the poll. <laughs> peacock. I wanna see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here. Baseball, Dev. I know we uh, kind of lost interest a bit after what happened in Toronto, <laughs> but there's some exciting stuff happening here in the uh, the hunt for the World Series. An 18-inning game on Saturday. Seattle, Houston, the Astros pulled it out. It was 0-0 going into the 18th. Sorry, did I- 18-inning game? Yeah. I did not hear about this. That's crazy. I didn't know it was 18 innings uh, until I you know, looked but up. 18-inning game, 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Was this a double header and you're adding them together? <laughs> <laughs> this was one game and didn't have all that many hits either. It was a pitcher's duel. It was wow. extremely boring. Like I, would, I, I love baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. I would not want to be at a 18-inning no. game, especially when there's zero runs. I would want to be at that game with my kids. How, uh, oh my god. <laughs> you, I, you wouldn't get to uh, you would Yeah, we'd be leaving to beat traffic after inning 15 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did the game take? 6 hours and 22 minutes. <laughs> Cripes. How about them Dodgers? They're done. I mean, 111 wins. They were the major favorite to win the World Series this year. Looked like everything was going in their direction, but You know, this is why you play to win the game, and uh, the uh, San Diego Padres uh, beat the uh, LA Dodgers, eliminated them, and now we have a really interesting uh, NLCS. We've got the Philadelphia Phillies, who are led by Rob Thompson, a Canadian manager, and you've got the San Diego Padres, who have been adding left and right. They made a big trade for Juan Soto Uh, during the season. They've got Manny Machado. That's going to be a fun series. In the AL, you've got Houston waiting the winner of the Cleveland-New York series. Aaron Judge has really struggled for the Yankees, and this could go the Guardians' way. You could have a Cleveland-Houston ALCS, which would be very unexpected. Houston has made the ALCS the past seven years. They are the standard in baseball right now. Will they play the Yankees? Will they play the Guardians? We'll know by tomorrow morning. Well, for all our Taz and Jim listeners in Ohio... Knock on wood, fingers crossed, hoping for you a big win. Uh, Cleveland would be nice. Judge got his little 62 thing, you know. <laughs> Congratulations. He's had his fun this season. Let's get Cleveland moving on. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Just a heads up, if you're a little bit older and you're trying to uh, keep up with the trends online, the... <laughs> The thumbs up emoji is apparently offensive to young people, Jim. (laughs) 
Yes, there's a there's a, a bit of a lost in translation thing going on here because you know our generation and older Taz think you know thumbs up, good job. Uh-huh. But apparently the younger generation thinks it's passive aggressive, like good job. <laughs> so there's like. <laughs> I think maybe the younger generation is using the thumbs up as a more sarcastic or passive aggressive move. So the emoji then therefore has a more passive aggressive connotation to it to younger people. You can 100% in real life do a passive aggressive thumbs up, but there's a face that goes along with it, right? It's like the mm. the eyes are big. Yeah, you, you yeah. raise the eyebrows up a little bit. Like, you do, mm-hmm, it, bud. Yeah. Great job, buddy. True, but th- there is sometimes I get the thumbs up and like I'm not offended by it, but. I- I do think, are they mad sometimes if all you get back is a thumbs up? Like, I, I bought something off Kijiji and I had to move a time and said, hey, can we move the time? All I got back was the thumbs up. And, you know, people are saving time, but you're like, okay, is that like, a, ugh, all right, you know, whatever, moving forward. Fine. Because it's like, it's so impersonal, but I guess that's just how people use cell phones and text now. Thumbs down okay still? Are we... Uh... Thumbs down has always meant that what it meant though, right? Yeah, right. Well, I didn't know if this was like in the 80s. Um, I can remember my parents were very confused because when you said something was bad, it meant it was good. <laughs> or something was sick, was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's so bad. Yeah. Imagine back in, in a the, good way. Imagine in the 40s when you started using the word cool. Like, what? Cool means hot? <laughs> yeah. How are you happy? It's cool. I'm so old. <laughs> Thumbs up emoji means yeah. thumbs down? What kind of world are we living in? Just be careful. If you're texting anybody between the ages of 16 to 29, they may be highly offended with your thumbs up emoji. I want to see your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. It's time to play How Much Money Did Jim Kelly Make Over the Weekend with His Degenerate Gambling. Uh, What's the uh, tally here? Let me see. Who did you bet on? I bet on the Bills and the Giants. There we go. Thank you, Dev. That was a recommendation from Dev. Dev's long shot of the week came through. My long shot of the week came through. Second week in a row. I won $19, boys. (laughs) (laughs) That Bills game was exciting to watch. It was really exciting to watch. Uh, Tony Romo in the first quarter called a 24-20 victory for one of the teams, and luckily it was the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo beat Kansas City, as they mentioned in the broadcast yesterday, in the regular season. So the regular season win for Buffalo or Kansas City, had they won, doesn't mean anything aside from the fact it could be a potential tiebreaker at the end of the year because most of the times when Buffalo and Kansas City have met the past couple of years, they've played five games, four have been in Kansas City. So if the Bills can get the Chiefs in Buffalo as opposed to playing in Kansas City, if they meet again in the playoffs, that's huge. That's the big takeaway from the win. And Giselle was probably jumping up and down in front of the TV yesterday watching the uh, Steelers beat the Buccaneers. Here's a question. Who does Tom Brady miss more, Giselle or Gronk? Because I feel like (laughs) he might miss Gronk more right now. Did you guys see the video of him screaming at his offensive line halfway through the game when they were down? He didn't. He didn't look like a happy man. I'm sure it's <laughs> happened before, and they've won after. But uh, it wasn't looking good for the for the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks yesterday. Trouble in paradise on more than one front for old Tommy B. 
Tommy B is just angry uh, these days, and uh, boy, um, I would not want to be Tom Brady's uh, line mates, teammates today, because I think he's going to be yelling some more. I thought they should have had that game, they didn't. Now they're 3-3. Three and three. The whole NFC South just kind of meh this year. Green Bay going down to the Jets as well. There's another big upset. They've lost two in a row. I mean, this is one of those situations where maybe the Green Bay Packers have miscalculated a little bit with their roster construction and are wasting one of the last few years of the Aaron Rodgers era. There's not too many years left. He's not going to get to 45 like Tom Brady. I know he wants to, uh, but the Packers, talent-wise, not as good as last year. This could be a bit of a rough year. I think they'll turn it around. They're not going to be terrible, but are they going to go deep into the playoffs right now? does not look like it. You guys will be happy to know I took the Rams to win over the Panthers in my survivor pool, so I'm still in it, but a lot of guys out thanks to Green Bay and the Buccaneers. New York football this year is uh, looking good. The Jets are 4-2, and two, the Giants are 5-1, and one, and so the Jets are making a lot of people very happy uh, last night, uh, like you, because you have less competition in your survivor pool. Who's playing in the Monday Nighter? It's the Broncos and the Chargers. You know, uh, Russell Wilson has been getting lit up on social media a lot the past couple of weeks. He's got his own sandwich at Subway that people have been making fun of. I've uh, been seeing on Twitter and Instagram and everything. This year's not gone all that well for Russell Wilson, and I think tonight against the Chargers, it's not going to go any better. I would expect the Chargers to win this one. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Halloween, not that far off. You may want to get into the uh, the mood, the spirit of things with a scary movie. And the one that everyone's talking about online is Terrifier 2. From Miles County, please welcome Art the Clown. Have you heard the controversy with this film, Jim? Like, I saw a picture or a video of a guy standing outside, like, a theater room in a wheelchair and a buddy going, my buddy passed out during this movie or something like that. I I think that's the one thing I saw. There's reports that people have been passing out Mm -hmm. because the movie is so uh, grotesque. Uh, Also, reports of people vomiting in theaters watching Terrifier 2. The director of the film, Damien Leone, has spoken out. He says he's distressed to hear this. He said, I would have liked to have a couple of walkouts because that's a badge of honor hmm. if, if you're making a horror film. But I don't want people fainting or getting hurt during this movie. It's surreal. Now, we uh, have a good friend of ours here, Weird James from Vagrancy Films. He knows all about this kind of stuff, and we've got him on the line here. Hey, Weird James. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. good. You, you have seen Terrifier 1, but you haven't seen Terrifier 2 yet correct no yeah that's right he had when he was making it uh he had a little crowdfunding campaign a couple of my buddies get murdered in it that's what that was the perk was for uh helping finance the movie but uh yeah like you say this thing's uh tearing up the box office in the states for i think it's only playing like in 200 theaters and it's made almost two million bucks or something like that mm, like wow yeah, like this is the oldest trick in the book, though. It is. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock used to do this sort of sure. stuff. Like you know, Psycho. Don't give away the ending. If you have heart condition, don't mm-hmm. go see the movie. Right, and then obviously, yeah. people want to go see it. Do you believe that people are puking and passing out in this thing? I don't, I, no, I don't believe that. But I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee it's gory. The first one was one of the craziest, goriest movies I've ever seen. So, 
and this one's like almost two and a half hours. So like, it's going to be just wall to wall. What is so, it about? It's about like a, a killer clown. Yeah, Art the Clown. He's like uh, he like he just basically was like in this like cafe in the first one, and he just sees these two girls, and it's just like a killing spree nonstop. And then he has this little like kind of underground warehouse place where he's doing all the killings. And then uh, you know, I thought they wrapped it up in the first one, but you know, like any horror movie, they're gonna keep on making. It right <laughs> yeah, so. Jason keeps coming back. The are the cl- the clown itself, I've never seen either, but Art the Clown in the trailer does look like a great character, super creepy. And the actor oh. playing him seems like it's kind of funny, kind of scary. So he's doing a good job. Yeah, we had him. Uh, we had him actually up here in London a few years ago. We did a photo op where it was down in the dungeon, and he, he was in the full makeup and everything like that. It was hmm. pretty cool. For, uh, we're so you've met Art the Clown. Yeah, we were drinking actually at the doghouse up in uh, Saint Graham there. And you lived <laughs> to tell the tale. <laughs> did, yeah, we were just kicking it, kicking it old White Oak style. So, yeah. yeah now, fun. Shockstock for those who who aren't from London, who aren't big horror uh, fans, it's like a horror convention, and James is is always a big part of putting it on. When this guy comes to town, like when does he meet people out of makeup, or is he always in the clown outfit? Yeah, he he did the makeup only for like a few hours on the Saturday, so he was out of costume for for most of the weekend. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. But the movie was just getting when we had it. Terrifier one was just like uh, kind of a Netflix phenomenon. I don't even think it's on Netflix anymore. But so it was kind of he had a good crowd, but people hadn't really kind of seen the movie yet. But now over the last couple of years, the legend's grown. It's pretty pretty big uh, franchise now. This guy's gonna be a big star doing this, I think. The Terrifier franchise. The director saying there's a lot more to explore with Art the Clown for sure. <laughs> the story yeah. is not over. So I, <laughs> he may be. I mean, you, you talk for Jason, you think Freddy Krueger, Chucky. I mean, it's been a while since a new, uh, a new character has been added to that list. Mm-hmm. It may be Art the yeah, Clown. Like, yeah, like a franchise star. Yeah, yeah, I think it's got the potential to do that for sure. You know, it's going to be big. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.